a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today, as always. And I hope you've enjoyed the program today. If you've missed anything, we had a fantastic conversation uh, from last week that we aired today uh, with Mayor uh, Aaron Mendenhall from Salt Lake City, also with Elder Craig C. Christensen, uh, the area Utah area president uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Gene B. Bingham, who is the Relief Society general president, uh, talking about the holidays, talking about the pandemic, uh, lessons learned, and how we need to continue to come together uh, also had a great uh, conversation with our friends at Artza. It's A-R-T-Z-A. Some of you are asking about that on our uh, text line, uh, artzabox.com, and uh, you can reference that there. We'll post that on our uh, social pages today as well. Well, as we look at how we uh, move things forward, uh, many people have been wondering, well, w- will there be a honeymoon period uh, for the Biden administration coming into office? And uh, today, just moments ago, Uh, The president-elect, Joe Biden, introduced a number of cabinet and senior advisor positions uh, that he is filling. And so we've been uh, watching that uh, take place. But uh, before before he could even do that, many have wondered, you know, would the nominees that uh, the president-elect puts forward, will they be confirmed if the Republicans continue to hold uh, control in the majority in the United States Senate? Very interesting on... uh, uh, earlier in the day, Senator Marco Rubio, uh, who serves on both the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and the Intelligence Committee. So a number of these nominees will have to go through uh, that committee and uh, be approved by the Senate. Uh, but Senator uh, Rubio, uh, usually a, a very soft-spoken, uh, not a stir-it-up-for-stir-it-up-sake kind of uh, senator, he said that uh, he could not uh, support many of these nominees He said that uh, Biden's selections would be polite and orderly caretakers of America's decline. Uh, He criticized uh, many of them as, uh, you know, coming from Ivy League schools and uh, long tenures in Washington, D.C. He said Biden's cabinet's pick went to Ivy League schools, have strong resumes, attend all the right conferences and will be polite and orderly caretakers of America's decline. He said, I support American greatness and I have no interest in returning to the normal that left us dependent on China. Very interesting message coming out of uh, Senator Marco Rubio's uh, office today. Uh, A little surprised by that. Uh, That's typically not the way he's been rolling, especially over the last few years. And uh, so that's going to be interesting. That could be a signal that uh, we will have some very contentious battles in the Senate over the nominees and those in the president's cabinet. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those that uh, I, I think a president gets to pick their team. And, uh, of course, there needs to be advice and consent. That's a part of the deal. 
uh, so that we don't have people who are either just absolutely not qualified or people who may have uh, ulterior motives or histories that we don't know about. Uh, and so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I, I hope the president-elect is able to, to move forward pretty swiftly. Uh, there's a lot to be done uh, for the United States of America, for the people, uh, not for the politicians, not for the political parties, and uh, not for the special interest group. Uh, we have to get back to that. Uh, so let's take just a moment uh, as uh, the president-elect, Joe Biden, as I mentioned, uh, introduced a number of uh, the new members of his team. Let's just take a quick listen. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Today, I'm pleased to announce nominations and staff for critical foreign policy and national security positions in my administration. It's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure. And it's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready to lead the world, not retreat from it, once again sit at the head of the table ready to confront our adversaries and not reject our allies, ready to stand up for our values. And uh, the uh, president-elect went on to uh, introduce a number of those uh, key positions, including Secretary of State, Secretary of Homeland Security, Director of National Intelligence, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the first African-American to take that post, Uh, Jake Sullivan as a National Security Advisor, Uh, And then, of course, uh, John Kerry as a special presidential envoy for climate. I think that makes him the climate czar is uh, the way that's going to roll out. Uh, So these are, again, all people who have uh, deep ties to the vice president, uh, which is normal. Uh, Again, you expect that. Uh, There's uh, some loyalty. There's also some familiarity in that uh, that is important as you enter a new leadership role. Uh, You see that in not just in government, you see that in businesses. You have a new CEO come into an organization. They're going to bring in some people they know and trust or people who understand how they work or uh, how they like their information. Uh, And so those are all things that are just kind of standard operating procedures. I don't think we need to have uh, too much hyperventilating uh, as he rolls out those cabinet posts. It will be interesting, as I mentioned, to see where things go as it relates uh, to the confirmation process for some of those key cabinet positions uh, that will take place in the United States Senate. So there's a a lot to watch and a lot to look at there uh, as everything rolls forward for the president-elect. Also, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris was there, made a few remarks uh, about some of those positions as well. So much, much more to come. The transition is well underway. That is good for the country, uh, and that is good for the republic, and that's how we will continue to March everything forward. And uh, we hope that on uh, this day, during this Thanksgiving week, that you do slow down just enough. Make sure you elevate the conversations. Divide the rage from the reason. Uh, We can do good. We can do better. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.